and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one definitive page of Talmud every day. And I don't mean definitive today as in the definitive, the ultimate, the conclusive. I mean definitive more in the sense of something seeking definition. More specifically, it is our right to ask, now that we're 11, 12 pages into this wonderful tractate, what exactly does the holiday of Sukkot commemorate? I mean, we all have a kind of a vague idea. It has to do with erring in the wilderness and roaming around the desert for 40 years and having these huts and maybe. But in today's page, we receive an invitation to ponder the precise meaning of Sukkot at greater depth. Have a listen. This works out well according to the one who said that the Sukkot mentioned in the verse, I made the children of Israel to reside in Sukkot from Leviticus 23.43, were clouds of glory, as it is reasonable that the roofing of the Sukkah is modeled after clouds. However, according to the one who said that the children of Israel established for themselves actual Sukkot in the desert and the Sukkot of today commemorate those, what can be said? According to that opinion, there is no connection between a sukkah and a cloud, as it is taught in a baraita that the verse states, I made the children of Israel to reside in Sukkot. These booths were clouds of glory. This is the statement of Rabbi Eliezer. Rabbi Akiva says they established for themselves actual Sukkot. Were Sukkot just a metaphor? Could it be that we're just all residing in these literal huts because we had some kind of very awkward misunderstanding? It is one of those great mysteries of the holiday. And when we face great mysteries, one man, one man alone, helps us understand better. Friend, teacher, very wise, the one, the only. Rabbi David Bashevkin, how are you, my friend? Liel, what an absolute joy to be speaking with you today about a passage that, frankly, I could never do alone. Everything that we share, I feel like, is something that only emerges because we're doing this together, like we're all in this together. And this passage in particular really gets to the heart of what Sukkot is all about because we have this foundational disagreement of whether or not the sukkah that we sit in on the holiday, is it because when they were traveling in the wilderness, they literally sat in these sort of huts? Or is it more metaphoric based on the clouds that protected the Jewish people while they were traveling? But if you look a little closer at these opinions, what's very strange is why now? Why is it that just a few days after Yom Kippur, we're all of a sudden commemorating the clouds and the protection in the wilderness. Like, what does it have to do with anything? Why at this moment are we having this commemoration? It's even stranger if you pay closer attention because we know when the clouds first arrived to protect the Jewish people. It was not in Tishrei, the Hebrew month, when we celebrate Sukkot. It was actually, they were initially first formed in Nisan, Pesach time, when they finally finished constructing the Mishkan, the tabernacle that they used to serve God in the wilderness. So the question is not just what is Sukkah commemorating, but like why now? Why why do we have this holiday five days after Yom Kippur? Why all of a sudden now? And there's this brilliant idea I want to share that I feel like unlocks so much of the themes of the entire tractate. And that's the idea of the Vilna Gon. 
The Vilna Gon, the great 18th century scholar, says that if you do the math correctly, yes, you're 100% correct that the clouds of glory were what protected us and first arrived Pesach time at the beginning of Nisan. But we actually lost those clouds over the summer during the story of the Jewish people serving the golden calf. When Moses went up and he came down and saw the Jewish people all serving this golden calf and he broke the tablets, the clouds of glory disappeared. And they only returned, said the Vilna Gon, right after Yom Kippur, when the Jewish people were given permission once again to build that tabernacle for the first time. It really flips what Sukkot is all about. Sukkot, therefore, is not about the beginning of that relationship when the clouds first arrived, but it's about the restitution of the relationship when the clouds returned. That the entire holiday is really a holiday of the resilience of our relationship with God. That after Yom Kippur, when we were finally forgiven and given permission to build this tabernacle, we finally got the clouds to come back, to return to us. So Sukkot is really a holiday of reconciliation. It's a holiday where we celebrate the fact that even though the relationship was ruptured, we have these homes and huts that are able to be constructed and reconstructed, that we can take the relationship, however fractured, however fragile, however vulnerable, we can always take it with us and rebuild it together once again. Amen to that. What a beautiful teaching. Rabbi David Bashepin, thank you as always for being our guest. My absolute pleasure. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Studios. If you enjoy this show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Daf Yomi. I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz, and our producers are Josh Cross, Sarah fredman Ader, and Robert Scarmuccia. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at takeonedafyomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic and we'll see you again soon. <laughs>